Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Service Monster Podcast. Uh, Joe's out of the office today, so all of you expecting to see his lovely face will be um, greeted with me. I'll be taking over the hosting duties this week, and I've got Mary uh, joining me. So um, we've got some some Service Monster news, some some smug updates and things just as usual, but uh, we'll have a little bit of a shorter um, kind of podcast this week, and we're just going to kind of go over another feature focus um, so that uh, if you guys aren't currently aware or maybe don't know the full functionality of the appointment reminder system, um, we're going to be kind of showcasing that and going over why it's so important. So I'll start just really briefly and then I'll let Mary work her magic over here. Um, but just kind of the the question, which may be obvious to a lot of you guys, but why, why do we care about appointment reminders? And uh, you know, first and foremost, cancellations happen, right? No matter what you guys do, how on top of things you guys are, cancellations are going to happen sometimes right on their doorstep, um, which is obviously frustrating. But you guys want to make sure that you're doing as much as you possibly can to fill those cancellations with another appointment, whether it's someone waiting on the wait list or if you get, you know, canceled ahead of, far enough ahead of time, you know, say four or five days in advance, you have time to fill that with someone else calling in, right? And for many of you, um, particularly those that, you know, are working on lower average invoices. Um, so, you know, if you're in the two, three, $400 range for your average invoice, you know, it's really about volume. You're fitting as many of those appointments as you can during the day, right? And any gap you have, like that's time that's lost forever. Um, that's why we have that dashboard on the schedule that shows you guys kind of like your scheduling efficiency and uh, how much of your schedule you have booked, right? So, um, there's also a, it's a really easy way for you guys, if you're sending out emails, um, particularly ahead of time, you can kind of prep the user on what the general expectations are, right? So you can have things like, um, you know, ensuring they're moving furniture if you're working indoors. Um, you can talk about what the process is going to be like, right? Are you coming inside? Are you going to be outside? You know, what needs to be potentially set up? Um, and you're setting the expectations, like maybe if they're, if you're doing carpet cleaning, maybe, you know, how long the dry time is going to be, what, what should they expect? Like, uh, when can they walk on it? Um, just, you can have all that kind of pre-set up ahead of time and you can also remind them after the work, right? So you're kind of getting that, that extra, um, time or two to let, let them kind of really understand what the whole process is going to be. You can also potentially give yourself an opportunity to showcase who's going to be working in the home. Um, especially for those of you guys who are working inside, Right. That, I mean, that's a pretty intimate experience. Um, you know, if Mrs. Jones is feeling uncomfortable with, you know, who's going to be there, you can send a thing ahead of time showcasing who the technician is going to be. They can have a link to their, their photo. They can, you know, understand what their name is going to be. And so when, you know, James shows up in his uniform, you know, she's going to feel more comfortable about that. Right. And so, um, and obviously all of this is automated if you want it to be. And automation is always gravy, right? You're saving yourself time, you're saving yourself resources. All of that and your office staff can focus on things that are more more critical you know so um the other thing i wanted to mention too first and foremost um this functionality is only in the latest version of service monster or service monster 6 if you guys are kind of uh, think of it that way so some of you legacy 5 users if you want access to the feature you will need to be doing your scheduling and such through sm6 um, so just kind of want to Throw it out there. It's kind of one of those things that it, we're not going to implement it in five. Um, it's just it's too much work, right? And so it's the, the legacy software is what it is. Um, so, so yeah, just kind of wanted to let you guys know that. And for the actual process, kind of going through how the setup is going to be, where this you know gets toggled, how you can turn them off, how you can reactivate them, all of that. Turn it over to the lovely Mary here. Awesome. Yeah. 
So uh, here I am just on Service Monster 6 homepage, and we're going to go ahead and hop into our settings. And then from this page underneath setup, we have appointment reminders. So clicking on this will open that up. I have a couple pre-made in my system that we've we've gone through and set up. So these are a couple of examples for you. Uh, we have the 48 hour reminder text. So that's a text that's gonna go out two days before the appointment to be like, hey, you have this upcoming appointment. We also have that set up as an email reminder. So two days in advance, they'll receive that email as well. Also, that's great if you have any clients that say, have do not text turned on so you can't send them text messages to have that email go out to them instead. We also have the week out reminder so a week before their appointment and then a day of text reminder to remind them that morning hey you have your appointment this day at this time. So when it comes to setting up a appointment reminder the first thing you'll want to do is to go into your preferences and here you can select if you want the system is going to if you want the system to automatically create your appointment reminders, or if you want to manually select which appointments will receive reminders. That's something you can do either from the quick ad or on the schedule. So if automation makes your life super easy, you want to go for that, you can pick this first option to have the system do it for you. Or if you want to be a little bit more picky about who is receiving these appointment reminders, you can select that manual selection. So I'm going to go ahead and set it to automated for now and click save. And then to create my reminder, I can click on this plus new notification setting. So this is where I can go in and set up my reminder. So our first step will be to give it a name, of course, make it something clear so you can recognize it if you're looking at it on a list. So I'm going to go ahead and say that this is a day before reminder. Then we can select what it is that we're sending. So you can pick either a text message or an email that's going to send. So I'm going to choose a text for this and then you'll choose when it will send. So the second drop down here lets you pick if it's going to be hours or days. So we're going to pick one day and then this next drop down is set to before appointment. Uh, so of course, as a reminder, I want this to go out before my appointment, but you can also set up appointment reminders to send out after the appointment has already been completed. So that could be a thank you text or a re review request, or even a text that's you know sent out six months after the appointment the appointment to be like, hey, is there anything else we can do for you? It's been, you know, a bit of time. So you have a bit of flexibility with what you can use these for. They don't just have to be appointment reminders. But in this case, we'll select before the appointment and then we pick what time it will send at. So either you can pick one specific time. So say this will always go out at 8 a.m. Or you can pick for it to send at the appointment time. Then you'll choose if you want this to go to all of your customers, just residential or just commercial. I'll say all residential for this one. And then our last step is going to be to pick our templates. So because I've selected text message here, I can see all of my SMS templates like uh, job confirmation, job reminder, the ones that I have already created. If I had this switched over to email, I'd be able to see any of my email templates that I have created. So I can select job reminder. And just for reference, if you ever want to see or edit or create a new template, if you go back into your settings, I've just opened this in another tab and go to templates. This is where you can see your list of templates that are in the system and where you can go to create new ones or edit the ones that are currently in here. So we have our email templates. These are the ones used for the reminders or the SMS templates. 
Uh, if you have any questions when it comes to creating or editing these templates, we do also have some help pages set up for those. So if I click on this question mark icon in the upper right hand corner, that's going to take me to my creating email templates page. So you can see all about creating and editing templates from here. So hopping back to my reminder, once I click save here, that appointment reminder is created. Now what's once this is set up, any appointments that I schedule after this day are going to automatically receive these appointment reminders. That's how I have it set up in my preferences, that it will be automated. However, if I have it set that I will be manually choosing which appointments will receive these reminders, or if I scheduled any appointments before I created this reminder, I will need to manually go in and um, add those reminders. So just to show you quickly from the quick ad, say I'm scheduling an appointment for someone, how can I assign them these reminders so that they'll receive them? So if I hop onto the quick ad here and I'm gonna super quickly throw together a appointment. I'll put it out a few days. When you go to the confirmation tab, you'll notice on the right hand side, there is a appointment reminders box here. Now, if you have it automatically set, this box will already be checked for you. Otherwise you will have to go in and check it. You'll select what email address it will go to. If your client already has an email address in the system, it should pull that for you. And then you'll also be able to select what phone number it should go to. And again, it should automatically pull the client's phone number or you would just uh, manually enter in their preferred contact in here. Then when you click save and close, that all will be saved so they will receive those reminders. That's how you can set it up from the quick ad if you are um, scheduling from there. It's Otherwise, important to note too, sorry, I don't want to interrupt you there, Mary, but um, yeah. it's important to note too that if you have them automated like Mary just showed, that check mark, all you have to do is uncheck that. So if you guys are <clears throat> in the office, if you're scheduling through the quick ad and this is a particular user who maybe you don't want to be scheduling a reminders for or you know, there's a purpose for that, you can quickly uncheck that there, then you don't have to worry about it later on, so. Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> yeah, um, so just looking at the schedule itself, if say you had scheduled any appointments ahead of time, um, or you hadn't gone through the quick ad process for scheduling the appointment, how can you edit or uh, create your appointment reminders? Well, right here, if you right click on any of the appointment cards, there is this edit notifications option. If you click on that, that will open up the appointment details and it will open it to the notifications tab. So here you'll be able to check create appointment notifications. You can pick the email address and phone number that those will be going to on that account. And then when you click refresh, any possible reminders that this client will receive will appear here. And they don't have a phone number, so that was a bit of a bad example. Let's try. <laughs> this one here we go so when i go to my reminders for this one i can see my reminder is set up here um, you can also cancel appointment reminders so say if you have some that are set up for uh really specific work that you're going to be doing with the client say it's you know reminding them hey move your furniture and that doesn't necessarily need to go out to all of your clients here is where you can go in and cancel any that you don't want them to be receiving also, if you cancel your appointments, all of them are automatically uh, canceled. But really, the, the thing here is that this is the tab you want to be on if you need to, for whatever reason, edit your notifications. Maybe you created, like Mary said before, maybe you created a new one. You need to add it um, to some of the uh, upcoming appointments that were already pre-created. Or you need to you know cancel one of them. Or 
you know, maybe you need to modify who it's being sent to, right? And originally, like they changed their email address or something like that. So you can come into here, you can very quickly just uh, cancel those that need to, refresh those that, the, that you want to refresh, and bada bing, bada boom, right? So, yeah. Awesome. So I think that covers our appointment reminders. Was I there... think uh, maybe one last thing, show that uh, do not contact section on the account just so uh, users oh, are aware of how yeah. that works. Yeah. So here, let's go ahead. We're going to hop into an account and we will go to the details page here. Um, so here, on a client's account next to their phone numbers and email addresses. Of course, I just one that didn't have a phone number entered in. Here we go. Uh, you'll notice that there is this no icon next to these fields. That's your way of letting the system know, hey, we don't want to be contacting this person. Um, that's, of course, great for any marketing campaigns that you run so you can filter them out, make sure we're not sending them any marketing um, tools. And then, like I was talking about earlier, if they're marked as do not text, you won't be able to send them text messages. Well, that's this little blue highlighted chat box right here. If you click on this so that that's turned off and just highlighted white instead, that means that this is not a phone number that you can send text messages to and you will not have the ability to in the system. If this is highlighted blue, you will have the ability to send them text messages. Very cool. Um, I think the last thing to talk about on the SMS side, just to kind of be aware, the general pipeline for these SMS reminders is it's meant to be a one-way communication, right? Um, the user might try to reply to that, but if you're using the default pipeline, it's not going to, to get forwarded to you or anything like that. So it's really important when you make your templates for those, um, what I would usually show is just at the very beginning, just say, hey, there's no reply, no reply here. And then you want to have some sort of call to action. So it's like, hey, this is a reminder for your appointments, you know, on upcoming whatever at X time. And if you have any questions or concerns or need to cancel, whatever you, wording you want it to be, then um, you can just give your phone number, email, whatever it needs to be. Just have that call to action in there. Um, so just kind of an important thing to know if you guys are just starting to dabble into the SMS side of things. So, <laughs> and there's some other cool things that are especially tied to templates, but uh, I think the best thing to do is like Mary showed there is just click that help article and she'll go through a lot of those things. Um, I mentioned you can have your employee photo and things like that. So, I mean, it's just tied to a merge field, right? So you just have to set that up in, in your templates. So a lot of really easy things there. And I would be remiss to not... Um, Kind of go over this one thing joe would 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 scold me very sternly um every time we talk about appointment reminders some of you savvy listeners might have caught on to the fact that you can send things after the appointment um now we don't have a lot of filtering on the appointment reminders it's something that at some point we probably will try to add some basic things in there um man i Probably shouldn't have said that on air. Don't hold me to that for any specific timeline. Um, but it is something we've had a lot of internal discussions about. But um, you can set things up after the appointment. And if, you're, if your typical workflow is only for one appointment per job, um, then you can pretty easily set up you know, client retention um, follow-ups. You can also set up pretty easily a thank you text, right? You can have a template set up to try and gather reviews, You know, send them to a link or something like that. Um, you can very easily send that post appointment. Um, and you can actually, there, there are a couple of users who actually just do their entire um, email or text 
and the email and client retention program through the reminder system. So something you can do um, for the most of you, you're probably going to want the advanced filtering the drip campaigns uh, give you, but just wanted to throw it out there. If you just want kind of a basic system sending that thank you afterwards, you can do that. So, so thank you, Mary. That was, uh, was very informative. We're really like, we've gotten some good feedback on these uh, feature focuses. A lot of users who either aren't using a feature at all or just kind of getting a deeper dive into certain things, sort of those tips and tricks kind of thing. Um, so we hope you guys are getting value out of these and finding some new things, maybe a new feature or things like that. Um, as far as some service monster news, we did have a small release last week. Um, it's mostly centered around some small UI tweaks, um, you know, UI UX improvements, which we're always on, some bug fixes. Um, nothing that I would say is pertinent enough to mention individually, but uh, there were roughly, I think, 15 or so things that, that got uh, patched up. So if you guys are curious, make sure you look at the latest um, release notes and you can kind of see every little uh, itemized thing that was fixed there. There's also going to be an update um, to our... API, um, so I'm going to add a field that won't be needed for a lot of you, but uh, if you have your lead sources grouped, so if you have, you know, um, I don't know, things that are tied to a digital versus things that are tied to maybe print, or if you're grouping your lead sources, um, your external lead sources, um, we now have a way for you to actively pull in whatever groups you're using when a new lead source might come through from a web form or something like that. So. Really not that pertinent to a lot of you, um, but there will be a release coming on that shortly, probably early next week. We also, mobile. Um, the, we talked about the release being delayed. There was an iOS issue and some IT issues have been resolved. If you're curious, we talked more in, in depth on that in the, the previous podcast. But we have gotten to the point where it's, it's, it's in the sort of staged rollout process. So we hope to have a full release probably early next week. So we don't... Uh, we don't start it kind of before the long weekend here, um, but be on the lookout for that. It'll be release one three fifteen, um, so both iOS and Android. So check out your your pertinent store right and find that update there. As far as smug posts, we have some good ones uh, this week. Quality over quantity. Um, Kimberly had asked to the group, and just want to take a moment. Anytime we have a sort of um, community feedback posts. We're probably going to shine a light on that because we really appreciate these posts. We want you guys to be able to communicate with each other. It's a great, um, great source of knowledge for all of you guys um, to be kind of sharing that with each other. So um, Kimberly asked if anyone had a referral program set up and how they kind of handled that um, in Service Monster. And there were a lot of people who kind of got eyes on it because they were curious how to do it as well. Um, but Pete, uh, shout out to Pete if you're listening. Um, he went through his kind of process and kind of outlined it as far as, you know, using um, the lead source report, which we have inside Service Monster, identify those sources, right? So every referral, you have a specific source, right? Um, and then uh, in his case, they send out handwritten thank you cards, but you guys can utilize things within Service Monster. You can maybe um, have Syngym do that if you want, if you want to do something like, a, like directly within the system, or you can easily export that out to a third party um, like he does. And then uh, the cards themselves have a short note, which has their reward credit amount. So that's kind of an important thing that you'll want to track, obviously, in this, this case, um, who refer who they referred and instructions to redeem. Um, and then all they do is just track that in, in Google Sheets. Uh, you can do something similar. Any sort of basic spreadsheet would be easy to track. 
Um, you can also use um, things within the system if you want, maybe like a general activity um, or I have seen some people who use the Kanban board. They, they use uh, referral rewards there just sort of as a placeholder. It's not really what it's built for, but um, you, you can do that. So um, whenever they get redeemed, uh, then they process as gift cards and service monsters. So um, that's kind of the, the process he laid out. You guys, there's tons of other options you guys can do, um, but really appreciate uh, Pete sharing that with you guys, uh, with, with Kim and also, you know, if you guys have your own ideas, make sure you visit that thread and, and uh, you know, pop a comment in there. Next one comes from Vincent. I was asking a mobile app question. Um, he's using the mobile app and completing the invoice. And then he has the client sign, place a signature on the invoice, right? And then when he's printing or emailing, it's not there. Uh, he's asking if he's some, doing something wrong. And so this is something that comes up from time to time. Um, we've had internal discussions on kind of potentially updating the process. If you guys have feedback on that, you know, make sure you, you, you ping us. Um, but right now we continue to have a default to the um, basic default order without the signature. Um, if you want to attach the signature, it's a really easy process. And I think Mary has something set up here to show this how to do it on a mobile app. So I'll let her take over. Yeah. So on the mobile app here, I'm just looking at an appointment. Whoop, it didn't need to click. Uh, but when I go to email this client, so you could do this from, you know, the completion wizard, I can go in and grab the right template. There we go. Um, where it says edit attachments here, this is where I can view any of the files associated with this order. So if you took any pictures, have any other documents uploaded, they'll be here, as well as a signed version of that order. So at whatever state it was in when it was signed, so in this case I have a signed work order, and I can simply click on that to attach it. And you'll know it's the signed one because it includes signature in the file name. So you can choose to uncheck that unsigned version if you just want to sign, send the signed one over uh, and click check here. So now I have that signed version attached. Yeah, you want to go back to that screen really quick, Mary? Yeah. Another thing too, if you guys are collecting multiple signatures, maybe your sales team collected a signature for the estimate and then you're getting a second one for the invoice when it's kind of finalized. Um, exactly like Mary pointed out, the naming convention of this is going to show what the order type is at the very beginning. So it's going to be EST for estimate, WO for work order, and INV for invoice. It'll have the order number there. Um, it'll state that it has a signature, like you said, and it'll also have the date. So. Uh, if you have multiple signatures, that'll help you kind of you know, figure out which one you want to actually be sending for which stage. So hope that helped. The next one came in from Matt. Um, he, he had a client who emailed this morning to confirm a date um, and they weren't on the schedule. So basically he was searching through email history and trying to find a better way of figuring out like what happened. The, in this case, the work order was canceled, so he's just trying to figure out, you know, the communication path and doing some auditing and so forth. So, the main thing is um, Matt, I think, was looking at the general audit, which is a little bit more complex. Um, and I wanted to shine a light on the fact that there are individual audits in various sections of the app. And so, um, the most commonly used ones are going to be on the account screen, the order screen, and the appointment. Right, and those are typically the most commonly um, common audit places. So, Mary, let's do another kind of show and tell here, and let's show off those uh, those places. Yeah. So the first one here, I just have my account open. If I go to the end of this little menu bar and click audit, this is where I can see specifically account audit information. So any changes that are made to my account details itself, essentially. 
The account I'm screens. Oh. I'm so sorry, Mary. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> there is one very cool trick on the account screen too. Is that on the right hand side there? There's that collapsible um, kind of section. You can show what we call the news feed on the account screen. So you have this basic dashboard, which she just kind of clicked over there, which shows you just kind of some basic info if they have open orders, uh, basic info about their account, last invoice, invoice average. So you can really quickly at a glance if they're on the phone, you know what kind of customer this is, right? Um, but if you have the newsfeed open, which a lot of your office staff probably already do, if you didn't know, um, you can see uh, the audit trail here. And you can also um, change it so it only tracks activities. So if you're looking at various tasks and things like that, you can only show activities versus showing the audit. So um, it's a really kind of easy way at a glance to see what most recently has happened. And then you can dive into the audit trail overall if you're looking for something. Because some of these audit trails get pretty deep, right, if they're a, if they're a long-time customer. So sorry to interrupt, Mary. Just wanted to point that out. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, so that's for the account specifically. Then when we're looking at a order, like my work order here, I can also go to the audit for it. So I can see anytime things are added to the order, any changes that are made to the order, when it was made, who it was made by, all of that. For the schedule, if I want to see the audit for any of my appointments on the schedule, I can double click on that appointment and its details will open up. And right here in the audit tag, I will be able to see the details for that appointment. So any changes that are made to it, if it was rescheduled, if things were moved around, all of that. And then last but not least, we have our overall, uh, I guess, service monster audit, which is in the settings. If you click on audit, this is where you can kind of see everything that's happening in the system, who is doing it and when it was done. Uh, and then if you click on, say, I'm looking at this specific account, if I click on this, I'll be able to go to that specific account that it's relevant to. So you can see your way of kind of like hopping into uh, what you're looking at there. Yeah, so the, the general audit is just sort of everything, right? It's going to have all the details. You can search for what you need, and you can click into what you need. But obviously, a lot of times, it's going to be overload. And so oftentimes, you're going to be looking at the audit of one of those individual pages. So just wanted to highlight that. It's a little bit easier to work with than the general large audit. So thank you, Mary. Yeah. Oh, and with that, um, that's actually all we had planned for today. Like I said, um, Joe's short out. Sweet. Yeah, short and sweet. <laughs> we uh, hope hope to have Joe back on the next podcast. Uh, you guys can get back to your daily dose of that beautiful salt and pepper beard. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble for that one, but <laughs> yeah. So. But anyways, guys, we thank you for your time. You know, like, comment. Um, if, if, like I said, if any of that feedback you want to send in to support, leave it on you know Facebook here as a comment or on YouTube. Um, you know, we definitely listen to that if you guys think that uh, something useful there. So, like, comment, subscribe. I guess is what the the classic <laughs> YouTube scenario yep. there. But thanks so much, guys. Until next time. Bye.